Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. And Brian, the Yankees struck late in the winter meetings, but they struck big, bringing back a role this Chapman, obviously spending big money for him, but they have him locked in now for a long time. A long time for a relief pitcher, but it seems like this is just a guy the team has a lot of confidence in, having him for most of the year in 2016, and felt comfortable opening up the bank account for a closer. Yeah, well, I mean, he was their top priority, and they really made no secret about that. They uh, they had spoken pretty clearly that they intended to sign Chapman, and then they obviously made an offer to Kenley Jansen as well, And but he was really more of a backup plan. Um, I, I think that Chapman really impressed him. He came over, obviously he had some baggage with the off-field stuff, uh, but he came in, he handled himself well, he was hardworking, he was a good teammate. Um, he settled what he had to do, he, he rode out the suspension, and when he was back on the mound, uh, he pitched really well. Um, and they were able to obviously get a big haul for him in July with the understanding that, hey, maybe this is not goodbye. Maybe uh, maybe something will happen and you go win a World Series with the Cubs and come on back. And that's exactly what happened. Um, they spent a lot to do it. Uh, he's going to get an opt-out after year three. But for at least in the next three years, they rolled this Chapman back in the Bronx. They've got that 100-mile-an-hour fastball in the ninth inning. And uh, they can work backwards from there and, and really solidify that bullpen. It's one of those situations when you talk about the opt-out as well where it's not necessarily a bad thing for the team either. You talk about a reliever. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't pitch well, he's not going to take that opt-out. But either way, a guy that throws that hard, maybe three years he opts out and and it's best for the Yankees if they don't have him at the end of that contract. I guess that's always a possibility. But I I tell you, I think that if the Yankees thought that he was going to physically fall apart or, or not pitch well, they would never have given that contract. I think that uh, they felt very comfortable going five years and $86 million for him. Uh, they saw the excitement that he gave to the crowd when he would come in. Uh, unfortunately for the Yankees, they didn't have a whole lot of safe situations for him, but he still pitched well when he, when he came in, not as many as they would have wanted. Uh, but they get to try that again in 2017, 18, and 19. And Tim, I, I think we talked about it down at the winter meetings. This is one of the best pure athletes I've ever covered, and that includes position players, pitchers, everything. I think that this guy is built like a wide receiver. I mean, he is strong. He works hard. It's no surprise that he throws 103, 104, 105 miles an hour. He is a specimen. He is different than any other pitcher in the game, I think. And just I think that if he ran 
a 40-yard dash against Brett Gardner and Jacoby Ellsbury, he'd win. Uh, he's that good of an athlete. So I think, uh, you know, you never know for sure with pitching, but the Yankees feel like they have a pretty safe bet with this guy. So they give Chapman $86 million over five years. Reports are the Dodgers have reached an agreement, $80 million for Kenley Jansen, and Jansen was a guy who there's a draft pick attached to him. Obviously, the Dodgers don't have to uh, give up that draft pick since he was their guy. But you do the math on that, $80 million or $86 million with the pick. Does that mean in this day and age in baseball, a first-round draft pick is worth $6 million? <laughs> Well, I guess it was to the Florida Marlins or the Miami Marlins. Um, I, I'm not sure. But uh, the Yankees were very clear that they did not want to lose that pick if they didn't have to. Um, you, you see their first-round pick history over the last few years, and it, it's been checkered. They've got some hits and misses. But uh, I, I think all things considered, they'd rather have a roll this Chapman, uh, pay some of that money, and get the 16th pick in next year's draft rather than uh, lose that pick to the Dodgers uh, to have Kenley Jansen. And the beauty is they get a Roldis Chapman, and you could say Glaber Torres uh, for that amount of money yeah. because obviously they traded him for Torres at the trade deadline. Quite a move by the Yankees to, to really, for a team that was quiet most of the winter meetings, you read articles about winners and losers, and they're now suddenly included in most of the winter meetings' winners' discussions because they got the guy that they wanted to get. Uh, the winter meetings always ends with the Rule 5 draft, Brian, and the Yankees I don't know if I've seen a team lose as many players in the major league phase of the, the Rule 5 draft. What it does say, though, is it says a lot about where this organization is now as far as the minor league system. The Yankees lose four players in the major league phase. That means they had four players that they had to make a decision on and they didn't. They couldn't protect. They didn't have room on the 40-man roster, and, and these guys were available. Um, you'll only see that from a team with huge depth within the organization so i'm not going to get into the players they lost they're obviously players that the yankees valued less than they value other players but just the fact that they lost that many players says all you need to know about this yankee system well yeah and, and what brian cashman was saying as he checked out of the winter meetings was it's only going to get worse uh you only have 40 spots and you can't protect everybody and they came to the winter meetings with one spot open they used one of them to, to finalize the deal with Matt Holliday. They're still going to have to clear a spot to put Chapman back on the 40. So uh, the Yankees feel pretty confident that they're going to get some of those guys back. You know, last year, Jake Cave, an outfielder, was taken by the Reds, and uh, he went to camp with Cincinnati and wound up coming back to the Yankee system. And they, they think they're going to be able to get some of these guys back. But uh, the one big name of the guys they lost is Luis Torrens, who a uh, very promising catcher but has been – sideline due to injuries, hasn't played above a ball. So he'll go to camp uh, with the Padres, I believe. He was traded from the team that drafted him. And then they think they'll get him back. So um, I, I don't think you see too many guys make the jump from a ball to the big leagues. But it is an indication of how strong the Yankees farm system is that they have so many worthy players that other teams want to bring in and take a look at in spring training and, and have a, uh, a shot to make that 25-man roster going in an opening day. Yeah, and I would think Torrens comes back because it's one thing to, to stash a Rule 5 player in your bullpen or maybe have a fifth outfielder, but as far as a catcher goes, that's pretty tricky how you uh, make your way through the season keeping an extra catcher on your roster, even for the Padres who obviously um, aren't expected to contend. That would be quite a, quite a task for them. Uh, the Yankees have signed Ruben Tejada to a minor league deal. Uh, spring training invite, I believe, as well. Obviously a guy that was a big part of the Mets for years. Um, always could do it um, 
half the game, but maybe couldn't put it fully together as far as the glove and the bat. Um, but an interesting move by the Yankees, at least. A guy that's familiar with New York, and it'll be interesting to see how he performs down in Tampa in the spring. Yeah, he's a guy they'd like for a while. Uh, obviously, it's never a bad thing to have a guy who's played across town and understands what New York is all about. Um, yeah, he'll have a chance to come in. I think that they're looking at Ronald Torres as that backup infield guy, and Rob Refsnyder will get some reps at second and third again in the spring, assuming he's on the roster. But uh, you always want to have depth of competition, so it really uh, no risk there. Bring him in and uh, see what happens in spring training, and if, if there's an injury or maybe he outperforms, uh, he can grab a spot. So, uh, But, yeah, he's a guy who's played in the big leagues. Uh, you know what you're getting pretty much with Ruben Tata, and uh, you see what happens in spring training. You take a look at him and get him his 30, 40 at-bats and uh, see where you are. Listening to Brian Cashman, it sounds like upgrades to the starting rotation or really additions to the starting rotation unlikely at this point. I guess the, really the cost too high to, to really upgrade, and, and to a degree, I guess they kind of like what they have there. Um, so what is left to do this off season, this hot stove season? Is there a trade out there? I know Brett Gardner will forever be on the trading block or as far as rumors go. Is there a deal to be done? What's left for the Yankees to do? Well, I think that if they could trade Gardner for starting pitching, they would. Um, I, I think they look at that rotation, and you know we've gone over it a lot, but Masahiro Tanaka, Michael Pineda, and CeCe Sabathia are your only locks, and then you've got five guys battling for the last two spots. If you can iron one of those out and plug somebody in, uh, then I think you're in a good position there. They, uh, they obviously have some outfield depth. Aaron Hicks is looking for a way to break in. Aaron Judge is probably going to be handed the starting right field job. They, they really want to go with the kids at right field and first base. So um, it's an option. They don't have to move Gardner. I think they were in this position last year, and, and like you mentioned, a couple of years before this as well. Um, but he's out there. He's being dangled. He's got an affordable contract. He's attractive for a lot of different reasons. So um, teams know that Gardner's out there. Uh, Cashman said he's still getting hits on him, but obviously nothing has matched up as of yet. Uh, the Yankees are not going to trade Chase Headley. They're going to stick there. I, I think they dangled him out there and didn't like the return. They, they found out that they were probably going to have to eat most of the money left to Headley. And at that point, you're probably just better off plugging him in as your third, or starting third baseman. So I, I think that's it, minor tweaks like that. Obviously, you get the minor league signings like Ruben Tejada. But um, unless there's a big move with Brett Garner, I think this roster might be pretty close to set. Great stuff, Brian. It's going to be a slow rest of the winter for you. Good to hear. Well, uh, you know what? <laughs> Famous last words, and that could change in a hurry. So stay tuned. All right. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 